damn straight. Y'all hear the horns. Take it down in just a second. But man, this shit is glorious. Gotta let this shit ride one time. Bam! What the fuck is happening? This is the Puro Caballero Show, episode number 67. How you doing? Obviously, I'm doing amazing. After hearing that shit, that was Sam Spence with the Raiders. So, if you ain't never played Madden and fuck with the fucking uh, um, the music choices and the selections and the soundtracks... Or if you never grew up watching NFL films, you might never know who the hell Sam Spence was. But that dude basically made all the music for all the football movies and stuff like that. All that classic shit. So, yeah. You know your franchise is fucking dope when you got a fucking song made after you and shit like that. So, that's what's up. Um, Yeah, it's your boy. The host with the most. The Latino Lupe Car. The Mastizo Michelangelo, your boy, Mario Caballero, at Puro Caballero on all the socials. What's up? Um, yeah, just checking in on you. It's uh, Thursday, November the 21st. And yeah, we're getting back into it, man. Uh, just going to give you just another basic update. Like I said before, mostly three topics. We can go football. We can go some fighting news touch bases with you because i haven't talked about it in a minute and then a little world news and shit like that just uh talk about the crazy ass headlines you'd be reading in the papers and stuff it is like madness all over the place uh but yeah me personally i gotta just give big shout out to raiders for making it a very enjoyable weekend last time uh, i had to go chance to go home and visit the coliseum we went and tailgate uh the Bengals game it was a nice home home matchup there back in Oakland. My cousin had a season ticket, so we had a good-ass time. Oh, my God. Freaking everything was getting cooked up. It was uh, burgers with fried eggs and bacon, topped with tri-tip sandwiches and ribs with potato salad and chips and tequila and rum beer 
uh <laughs> it was a lot of shit uh some freshly grown og no some cookies i want to say yeah that shit was nice um yeah shout, shout out to my cousins they did the damn thing um yeah very hospitable we had a very fun time and yeah i went with a lot of people actually it was only supposed to be me my cousin fidel and then maybe his two brothers uh ricky and javi uh i think i was just gonna go with them initially and then our other cousin rudy he ended up joining like two weeks prior and then a week prior it ends up being my uncle alex my um my aunt nati and then my cousin alex and his fiance um yeah ellie um so yeah then it became a big old crew and then my dad was thinking about going so me my sister and my brother pitched in and we ended up getting a ticket for him so uh yeah it was a it was a family affair we had a big big old crew big mob out there it was fun had a good ass time got to see a w that was nice that was real nice um figured out so some people we need to watch around uh, the liquor next time i will not name names but you know who you are uh <laughs> yeah shit happens it happens yeah we're split off in like two different sections so not everybody was sitting with each other oh yeah shout out to my cousin adriana too um she was there as well she had a great uh she's a good presence um we had a fun time yeah hanging out with everybody pretty much um which yeah you know sometimes you get so many family members you know like there's gonna be some some stuff um that could go awry but it was pretty cool everyone was chill and uh yeah i knew what time it was <laughs> yeah that raiders uh tailgate was pretty wild i'm not gonna lie there was a dude in the tailgate next to us who had a chucky doll and it was sitting up in this like old like uh like 65 67 like pickup truck like old chevy and this dude had like like low rider like lowered and stuff and like i had the the back tailgate it said raiders on it instead of like the the chevy or whatever so it was it was nice it was nice ass truck but the chucky doll was just chilling in the bed on the back and just like uh hanging out but it's got a it was crazy because my <laughs> cousin i swear we're like in the middle of smoking this joint and then like about to eat this burger and i'm just like hanging around, having a good time, have a drink in my hand. And, like, he's just, like, dead on staring. And freaking Javi was dead on staring at the doll. And he was just, like, tripping out. He's like, damn, cuz, <laughs> this fool's moving. Look at that. And I turn around, and, like, ten seconds later, the freaking Chucky doll head just starts turning around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. That's just creepy as fuck. I was like, damn, it's crazy. Um, yeah, we took pictures of the doll eventually. That shit was, uh, earlier, I think, before that. But before we knew the head, it was, like, all animated and stuff. That was, that was a trip. That was a trip. Um, yeah, cousin was, uh, singing some, uh, Chucky Raiders-themed t-shirts, too. So, those are pretty cool. I think I have one of those in my, um... 
suitcase. Still haven't unpacked that shit. Yeah. Uh, also had the little little wee keychains. Those are pretty pretty cool too. So peep those out. Uh, at at Cloud Nine Kings, K L O U D, letter nine Kings, on Instagram for more information. Uh, yeah. So check this shit out. We had a good one. We had like two two cars set up in the parking lot, so we had a good good amount of space. And uh, yeah, got a couple uh, pins to commemorate the day. That was fun. Um, was disappointed. Had a drink spilled out of my hand at one point during the game, and they have like a limit where they cut the the alcohol off after halftime. And I got in the line, and it was like the longest line of all time. It was taking forever, and ended up missing Derek Carr running the t- second touchdown. I was so disappointed. I was disappointed I had to miss that. Um, yeah, man. Last time at the Coliseum, it's not the 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 shiniest and brightest place to go watch a professional sports game, but you know what? That's not what you go there for. That shit is, is pretty wild. It's a party. Everyone has a good time. And it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a thousand times better when they win, too. That was what my uncle was telling me. He's like, man... A lot of times I come out here, like, I think out of the last five times I've come out here, they've always lost. I was like, damn, that's, that's, that's not good. That's not good. It's indicative of the struggles of the past uh, past few years. That shit happens. They're trying to make amends. They got the W. I was very excited. I was watching the dude Max Crosby play pretty much the whole game, and every time that dude got off the ball or, like, would get pressure – I feel like I was like standing up in front of the people people behind me, and I like the first one he got where he just swing moved the uh, the the tackle for the Bengals, and just had a clear path. I was just like, oh, we we ready, and he forced a fumble. Got got the fumble on the shout to Mohurst picking that shit up. Yeah, man, that was fun, man. That was that was a that was a dope moment. That was one I remember. Uh, him getting this fourth sack at the end at the fourth quarter. That was a very clutch clutch play and then just p- forcing the pressure on the interception that Trayvon Mullen ended up snagging home that was that was not an easy catch for him to make too that was pretty nice uh, Bengals aren't necessarily the most talented team and then some disappointing things and Josh Jacobs putting the ball on the ground um, one very key play that happened they had first and goal at the one Richie Incognito jumps uh, as a false start they move the ball back and they end up not being able to score a touchdown on that drive. Yeah, Jacobs fumbled in the in the red zone earlier in the game too. So those are two possessions you kind of take off the board. Against a better team, you can't really afford to do stuff like that. So they're able to get away with it because the Bengals are still winless. It's the only winless team still around. I don't know if what the opposite of popping bottles are, but that... Detroit Lions team that went 0-16 can't necessarily, I don't know if they celebrate if they celebrate if they make it because then they're not the only ones or if uh, they get upset they're like, oh man nobody remember us now <laughs> it's like they, nobody should it's a struggle season but 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows what I'm saying. That's why I'm talking about myself. Uh, yeah. What else happened to me recently? We'll get into some more football stuff, but I wanted to talk some basketball news, you see, and uh, a little bit of baseball stuff, too. But, oh, I recently went to SEMA, went to the auto convention for, for my job. That was pretty dope on Vegas. Got a chance to actually do a little comedy when I was out there in Vegas. That was a very interesting one. Uh, but, yeah, SEMA auto convention fun. First day, I got a chance to sneak into the... Um, the um, what am I thinking? The da, 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 the Hot Wheels toy cars. Yeah, Hot Wheels had a the whole event going on where they had different people make different builds. And they had like they chose six of them, and one of them was gonna get chosen to become an actual Hot Wheel next year. And so we got to see the unveiling of that one. Uh, Jay Leno was there. So was Adam Carolla. Uh, the dude from Cast Monkey Garage. I cannot remember his name. Uh, yeah, that guy. Um, I'm going to give him a shout out. He was chilling. Um, yeah, let me see. Cast Monkey Garage. On Dallas. What the hell is this guy's name? Richard Rawlings, I think that's it. I want to say that is it. Yes, Richard. He was there. He was chilling, checking out the checking out the whips. Um, so that was fun. Tons of people, man. So many people. So many cars on display. So many different products, services. And all of the like, just every single thing that you can imagine, different type of vehicle and like company pretty much was there. It was pretty damn impressive. Every single room you walk into, you think it's you're like at the end of it and it's like another room past it. It's like that huge. You're like, holy crap. This place is just, like, never-ending. You definitely got to wear comfortable shoes. Um, the other thing, too, that was pretty funny is, like, all the different, like, eye candy, like, all the, all the mo- like, the Tuner Girl models and stuff like that that be at all the booths and everyone getting everybody all hot and bothered and all that shit. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, had a good time. Made some contacts and whatnot. Did some business. That was cool. Um, yeah, didn't really do too much in terms of the, the Vegas life and all that stuff, or like, I didn't gamble very much, played a little video, blackjack, that's about it, just kind of was out at the bar, just chilling, like the second night, um, yeah, first night I did a little comedy, like I said, that was, that was a fun one, made a couple jokes. Uh, I was like, yeah, you can tell I'm from California because I got to go outside to go smoke. And I was at this little bar, and there was probably like six out of like the 15 people at least, maybe 10 out of the 15 people who were smoking. And yeah, that shit was fucking killing me by the end of it. 
I was like, oh, shit. I need to get out of here. I need some air. Shit was mad smoky. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, what else? What else happened? All right, we might as well get into it. Number one topic I wanted to talk about, aside from my adventures the last few weeks. How about the goddamn Houston Astros getting caught cheating? What in the motherfuck is this? Yo, and like, how do we not put this shit together earlier and people like not kind of out them? Because that shit is like not fucking okay. Especially because it's like direct competition against the A's. Because it's like again in the division, a team that they've like competed with the last couple seasons. Because A's have been able to get the wild card a couple times, or at least one of the spots. And Astros have just been like mauling against a lot of teams. Like they're a talented team, no doubt. But if you're gonna like do this extra shit, like all these like close games and like different situations where pitchers will come in and struggle, it's like come on, man. You can't be taking advantage of the little, the little stuff. Because, like, if you know a dude is going to throw their, like, off-speed pitch, that's such a big advantage. When uh, they're reading the signs from the freaking dugout and stuff. It's like having a video board, um, videos monitor that has a direct feed from a camera that is looking into the catcher uh, to see their signals, the, the signs that he's throwing down. So apparently they would, people, players would just like go down there, try to look, and then they would like alert someone, and then whenever a certain pitch would come, they would make a big noise. They would like take a bat and like hit the roof of the of the dugout or like bang on like uh, a water jug or something. I don't know. Hit something, make a noise, and. So every time you'd hear the noise, the guy would, like, take the pitch most often. So having, being able to manipulate the count and, like, know what the hell uh, a guy is throwing like that, I feel like using using that shit is a little too much. I mean, if you could see it and you could, like, from the dugout or from, like, where you're playing, that's one thing. But to have shit like that all the time i feel like is another i don't know i don't know that's just like that's 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 too much man and like apparently this was like going back the last three years until it's like 2017 so they won a world series in that spin made two others so yeah man who's gonna get punished about this shit too so it's like what's the what's gonna be the repercussions apparently they're still investigating i don't know um Alex Cora, the Red Sox manager, apparently is, might be implicated, as well as Carlos Beltran, who's a former DH for them. Now he's currently managing the Mets, I want to say. So, yeah, uh, he was a pretty good, pretty dope player. I enjoyed watching him. Uh, had a short stint on the Giants, too. Um yeah, had a decent career. Very, very good career, actually. Um, bounced around a bit. 
But yeah, may, maybe he's implicated too because uh, he was like the veteran presence on that team. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think that shit's kind of fucked up. So there got to be something. Apparently the dude who got fired for saying all that like insensitive shit in front of the female reporters, he's going to get interviewed too or got interviewed, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where the process are, they are. Uh, but yeah. That's just fucked up. What the fuck, Astros? What the fuck? Houston, we got problems. Alright, moving on. Let's talk about NBA players and what they do off the court. Let's talk about that. Number one, we definitely know some of them be, be, be partaking in a little bit of THC. Number two, we know that THC has like developed in recent years to the point where you can consume them via an edible in many different forms. Number three, one of those forms happens to be gummy bears. Number four, there's a guy named Dion Waiters who might have taken one and gotten an anxiety attack, which is definitely something that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. <laughs> it's like, that should be happening. Very easy. You always take half and see how you feel. That's kind of how you have to do it. I don't know how much he did or if he does this on the regular or nothing like that. But yeah, this dude had an anxiety attack on a plane and missed practice and then missed a, or missed a game, I should say. Because they were traveling. So now apparently he's gonna get got suspended about ten games by the NBA for like, or not not by the NBA I think he got suspended ten games by the Heat for that. So now I think Miami possibly is using this as an excuse to possibly try to move him off the team. So it's gonna be kind of crazy. All for something that should be like kind of innocuous to be honest. I don't know. I guess it's like if you go. Too too heavy. That shit could could really mess you up. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So shout out to Dion. You gotta get your tolerance up, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That shit was that shit was kind of wild. So I think a lot of the big funny like conspiracy is like because the report came out that somebody gave it to him because he wasn't feeling well and he didn't. He wanted to get sleep on the plane. I think that's what it was. And it went and backfired. <laughs> but the idea, some people were asking who they think was the one that gave it to him. And like I, the number one candidate was like James Johnson, I think. Because there's some video of him just looking blitz as a motherfucker. Just like looking red eye Jedi and everything. But I'm going to say. Hold on, is is Olenek still on the team? Because I would give him, like, uh, secondary status or whatever. You feel me? Uh, Kelly Olenek. Boom. Yes, he is. So, yeah, I'll say him. <laughs> I got him listed at 7 foot. I think it was listed at 6'11 in college. <laughs> anyway. Any hoot. 
yeah, man. That shit really happened. It ain't no joke. Everybody got to be careful. Careful with the amount of edibles you be doing. Because if you smoke, you know what that's typically going to do for you. Right. It's pretty consistent from start to finish. But if you take edibles, like that's always like a, you're rolling the dice. You don't know what you're going to be getting all the time. So be freaking careful. All right. More NBA news. Gordon Hayward. End of fraction is in his hand. He's going to be out few weeks i think like five six weeks so the celtics getting off to a pretty damn good start for their season they actually just had a very very close defeat last night in overtime against uh the clippers here in los angeles that was the first time that we got to see Kawhi leonard play with paul george i gotta see a bit of those highlights um it looked like they're gonna be fucking nice <laughs> it's gonna take some time for them to mesh a little bit and kind of see for like doc how he's gonna like rotate them if he's gonna stagger their minutes if uh or have them play together he staggered them a bit in the first half and then had them play a little bit more together in the second from what i was uh reading a little bit i didn't get a chance to see the game myself personally um yeah i was uh bit busy bit, been a little bit busy the last few days um yeah man they uh but anyway their opponent the celtics they've been kind of rolling Kemba for Kyrie, as i kind of thought was going to be beneficial to the growth of like a lot of their players and i think they'd mesh a lot lot better and the personalities kind of kind of fit a lot more it's like basketball out of like all the sports is the one where that kind of stuff I think plays the biggest effect. Just uh, how people feel like playing with each other. That whole mood and I don't know, the it's just the I don't know. It's the it's it's un I don't know what's the word for it? I I'm I'm blanking here. My high ass is not coming up with anything. Ah, got to be creative here. What the hell? The uh, morale, I guess. Yeah, morale of a team definitely can affect it. The overall feeling. Something you just can't put your thumb on, but you kind of like know it when you see it. Like, don't everybody need to be buddy buddies, but they need to just needs to work right right <laughs> and Tatum and Brown they're gonna be pretty decent combo if they just keep it keep working man they've been playing well this year Kemba been doing his thing I think their size is gonna be a problem they might be able to address it at some point but they're gonna need some depth there and yeah, Gordon Hayward, he's going to be out. He had a good start as well. He looked very promising. Obviously had that devastating injury just a few years ago, come back and it was just not himself really last year and this year was kind of the kind of the prove it moment. So far he's been doing alright. All right, moving on. One of my favorite players, De'Aaron Fox, he is now out. 
he sprained his ankle in practice last week. The report was three to four weeks at the time. So he's just got like maybe two to three more weeks on the sidelines, which is very key, uh, very, very key loss for the Kings because they did not get off to the hottest of starts. But, but, but they've been encouraging these last two weeks, racking up some wins against some teams that they should, and actually surprising a few folks, having some close losses as well, and they've been putting in some very good efforts. Even with man down, we talked about Bagley being out before, but we got to talk about De'Aaron Fox now because he's like running the ship. So without him in his absence, Bogey Bogdanovich has like stepped up. I'm not going to lie. He's done well for himself. Yogi Ferrell has filled in enough as well. And yeah, I'm the guy I'm really impressed with is Rashawn Holmes. He's fit in nicely. He's starting to get... Uh, rounding into form. The rotation with him and Dwayne Deadman is not the worst thing in the world at that center position. They can just kind of interchange for each other. Deadman's got a little bit more range, and uh, <laughs> he's got a little bit more shake to him, more skill set in terms of his game. Not quite the athlete that Rashawn Holmes is. Rashawn's is, is the... Uh, Is like that enforcer, that athletic big, the dude who's a rim runner. You're going to throw him some lobs. He's definitely going to put some down. And the guy who else is playing well, but he healed. He's had some good performances kind of stepping up in that absence. Harrison Barnes doing enough as well. Kind of playing a little bit more of a small ball four. So, yeah, shout out to the Kings, though. They snapped the Celtics 10-game winning streak the other day. But, like, barely, 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 barely. When I mean barely, it's like that. Dude, they, uh, Rashawn Holmes hit a free throw down the stretch. Doesn't say Marcus Smart ended up getting a shot as the buzzer was sounding. And the ball, like, bounced off the rim, the back rim, hit off the front. And was just like laying there for like two seconds and then rolled out. And the announcers were going wild. It was like, oh, it was insane. And they held on. They were able to win that game. So that was a much needed bounce of the basketball. Things like that just sometimes break your way. Sometimes they don't. But you just got to just be thankful and move on. And try to make it not that close next time. Because uh, you know that for the most part, they tend to even out in the long haul. It's a lot of games. So, yeah. The end of the 10-game winning streak, though. Like I said, the Celtics have been playing well for the most part. Um, Other Kings news. Oh, yeah. They got new jerseys they've been coming out with. They got red color jerseys. That's going to be pretty interesting. They've had... A plenty of different shades of colors. They had the baby blues, the dark blues, the um, purple and blacks and white. They wore gold one time as an alternate. That was kind of weird. I ain't gonna lie, that was a weird one. They had a weird season that year too. 
And a friend of mine got that that jersey, like the like a Peja one. That fool got traded midway through the season for Ron Artest. And then Artest was there for like two seasons. And then like they only wore those jerseys like one year, too. Nobody liked them, that's what I'm assuming. So yeah. They got the new red ones though. It's like the Sacktown ones from last year. Last year where they had the, like the baby blues, but they just flipped the color so it's red now. They look they look alright. This is like red with like uh baby blue trim. Just kinda flipped it. It's not the worst. Kinda look like the Oakland Rebels AU basketball team from back in the day. Or I guess now. They're still existing. Still out there balling. They kind of wore those colors. Another freaking crazy King story, though, that I was reading about. Apparently their chief... What is the CRO? What the hell? Um, yeah, so... The chief revenue officer of the Sacramento Kings apparently defrauded... Um, the team from and some of their like advertising partners of over thirteen million dollars. This fool took that shit and put it in his private businesses, his accounts, and thought he was gonna get away with it. Left the Kings, got hired by the Miami Heat, was living in Miami. And the FBI seized this shit. They fucking found out. They barely found out. They had some dude, some lady in the in the staff who was like doing some auditing, and there was like some transfer of money from, uh, uh, Golden One, and like credit union and Kaiser Permanente. They had like accounts like set up for sponsorships. Golden One is the sponsor for the arena. G uh one center G one C, Golden One Center, and then Kaiser Permanente sponsors the practice facility that was built downtown as well. So yeah, they uh, he basically like restructured the 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 framework of the contract so there was more money up front, but that money was not funneled directly to the Sacramento Kings. It was used uh to like a different business that had like a similar name to like a lot of the site like businesses that like the kings own and were using in that time frame as they were building an arena um you know like i don't know how all the the super detailed um business planning things that franchises go through when they do such things so Apparently that's a common procedure or something that's not totally, you know, out of the realm of possibilities, I guess. So, like, this dude tried to do that shit, but then never gave the money back to the Kings. And so, what the fuck? So, yeah, this dude is going to do, I think, seven years in prison, something like that. So, I mean, they get him, but do they really get him? You know, do they really get him? All right, more NBA. Mellow to Portland, though. Mellow to Portland. So Carmelo Anthony back in the news, back in the NBA. 
and never change, Melo. Never change. <laughs> First game back, he had ten points. Uh, I can't remember how well he shot. He did whatever, but the funniest thing that I read is <laughs> full had like a negative twenty plus minus in like twenty three minutes played. <laughs> He's just like every time he came in, just other team just went on a crazy streak. Pretty much is what that meant. Whether it's his fault or not, that shit just kind of just tells you how, <laughs> uh, like the Carmelo like experience pretty much in a microcosm. <laughs> uh, is at this point of his career, I would say. So he apparently had a very more uh much more decent performance today. Let's get up the box scores, shall we? Um, yeah, man. Let's see. Oh, shout out to LMU. They won 78-64 over Air Force. Yeah, Portland lost, though. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Let's see. Stats. Yeah, at 18, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. 6 of 15 shooting. Did hit 3 of 4 from 3, though. Not too bad. Or 3 of 5 from 3, excuse me. Had a minus one plus minus. Not as bad. Oh, Milwaukee's a good ass team though. You can't. You know, you know what I'm saying. But Portland is struggling right now. They're on the struggle bus. They are currently sitting at five and eleven, fourteenth in the Western Conference. Let's see. Only two and eight in the last ten games. So yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this on Instagram, but Carmelo had the like the craziest out there post because he released that he was gonna wear number double zero with the team, and he posted about how it got confirmed, and he's just like, oh, he was posting some some crazy ass hotep ass shit. <laughs> like, y'all just gotta just go follow him at Carmelo Anthony, I believe, or I don't know, you find it, you find him. It's not at Melo because I think that's Lamelo Ball. Some shit like that. Some shit like that. Yeah, they lost 137-129 tonight. But, Melo back in the league. I feel like any good thing that he does, people are just going to, like, clap and be, like, supportive. <laughs> but, regardless if it's uh, for a winning effort or if he's hurting a team in other regards. Hey, man. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. All right, now we got to talk about this dude. Second-year player, Luka Doncic. This dude has been playing out of his mind. Freaking insane. We talked about that duel that he had with LeBron earlier. This fool, two games ago, put up a 40-point triple-double against the Spurs. Listen to that shit. This dude is not can't even drink in America. He's probably been drinking for multiple years in Europe because that's just some normal Tuesday shit for them. But this dude you can't legally buy a drink in America. And he's dropping 40 and a triple doubles on fools. Yo, alright. He is the second youngest player ever to do that. Oh no, I should say 
I think second or, or I don't know if he is the youngest, but anyway, it's only him and LeBron that I have done this feat before turning 21 years old. Like that is rare air. That is insane numbers, crazy. But not to be outdone. The next game last night, he this dude recorded the fastest 35 point triple double. In the history of the NBA. Not just this Dallas Mavericks team. The whole damn league. Like ever. Since they've been recording this, these stats. Ever. Did it in 26 minutes. Against the Warriors. Although the Warriors are not the Warriors that we've known. To be fair. They are like a mash unit at the moment. It is like Draymond and who else is like available. D'Angelo hurt himself, hurt his hand the other day, and now it is just thinner than, like, the first sheet of ice that comes in August in Nantucket. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Not August. You know what I'm saying. September. It's that one cold front comes right through. So, yeah, that's kind of some craziness some craziness um what did i want to see uh let's check the standings 12 and 3 bucks in the east celtics at 11 3 miami 10 and 3 toronto 10 and 4 philly 9 and 5 indy 8 and 6 and then 6 and 8 brooklyn and orlando Charlotte right under them, 6-9. and nine. And some of the teams just got 4-5 and five wins. That's everybody else. Um, yeah. Where's the fucking West? There it is. There it is. All right. Sad to report the Lakers are 12-2. and two. They've been playing pretty damn good for themselves. Denver's sitting at 10-3. Uh, Houston 11-4. I just got to say, this dude, freaking James Harden, has been putting up crazy stats. 38.4 points per game, 7.5 assists per game, 5.8 rebounds per game. Are you kidding me? This dude's averaging more points than he's ever done in his career. If this dude keeps up 36 plus points, I think it's like maybe just wills his average more. I don't know. <laughs> There's not many who's averaged over 35. Not many. And he just does it just like effortlessly. Just nonchalantly. Just like, eh, whatever. So, yeah, 11 and 4. Let's see how him and the Russ experiment. Uh,. Boats for them moving forward. So far, they're doing all right. Clippers at 10 and 5. They'll be there. Mavs at 9 and 5. That's one that's like. Luca's just like running the ship, man. Running the ship. Like, this dude is putting up the craziest numbers. I just want to look at the stat line. 
in 34.3 minutes, he's putting up 29.9 points, 9.4 assists, 10.6 rebounds. That's kind of insane. He's got a per that's under 30, 29.8. His usage rate, 0.346. Shooting 34% from three and about 49% from field goal. Not too bad. Not too bad. This dude has been put in work this season. And Porzingis really hasn't played as good quite yet. If you think about it. Because he's uh, 18.2, 9 rebounds. But they're still figuring it out. Still trying to figure out how to play with each other. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say. LeBron, other statistical like marvel so far. This dude... Is leading the freaking NBA in assists. I don't know how. This far into his career now, he's just gonna just like pivot and become like the assist leader in the season. But it looks like he's gonna do it, man. He's got uh eleven point one assists per game at the moment, seven point nine rebounds, and cool twenty five points. No biggie. Kind of lower than past years, but. This dude's really turning it up in terms of being the point uh, point forward on the team. You know, shooting better from three. He's shooting 34, 35%. Yeah. This just in. LeBron's still really good. The other dudes, Dwight, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, uh... Avery Bradley's played well at times for them. Who else? Um, yeah, they're going to be annoying. All right, let's move back to the standings. We, yeah, we're saying Dallas is at 5 and 9 and 5. Utah also at 9 and 5. They're right behind them. So a lot of people were really high on Utah to be in the season. Haven't really come out guns a-blazing, but it's still early. Then you got Minnesota 8-7, Phoenix 7-7. Seven and that's your top eight. And my Sacramento Kings are six and seven in the ninth spot. Pelicans at six and nine right, right below. And then uh, Struggle City Warriors last in the league. Three and 13. Not the best situation for them. If they win the lottery, though, that's, people are going to be fucking pissed. Because then all the players come back. Or... Not all the players. Steph and Clay come back uh, fully healthy next year. And they could do some damage. My goodness. If they get some random injection of, of uh, youth into their, their core, that could be crazy. Alrighty. Let's get back to the show. What else are we talking about, man? Um... Should we go NFL now? Is it time for NFL? Is it time for that? I think it might be. All right. So, not quite time yet. We're going to fast forward. Bruh, tons of shit happened. I'm lazy with this shit. But we're picking it up. We're going to hit this rapid fire style. 
finish things off. Yeah, man, it's already December now. It's the second. And, yeah, I'm getting this together because I need to get this damn thing out of here. All right? Cool. couple things to mention before we get into the football talk, though. Um, Yeah. Sacramento Kings pull off a nice comeback against the Nuggets. 17 points down at halftime. Couldn't do nothing. That was kind of weird. But uh, still made a comeback. Nuggets were that cold. And lost to the Bulls tonight, though. That was really, really disappointing. And now they're going on a tough ass road uh road trip. So we'll see how that goes. Uh James Harden got sixty points in three quarters. Didn't even play the fourth quarter and was like visibly upset when he realized he was two points away from his record of sixty two. So that was pretty damn crazy. This dude just keeps putting up buckets more and more year after year. Kind of good. Got to put your, you know, tip your cap to a dude like that. That dude's putting in work. All right. Uh, Mello got off to a rough start. Starting to put up some buckets now. Named conference player of the week. Um, yeah, had some good performances on the offensive side. We'll see how they do in uh, Portland moving forward. Uh, where was we? Alright. Is it time? Is it time? Oh yeah, I think it's time. Finally! Touching base for the first time in like a month, alright? Like I said, rapid fire style. We're just gonna have to just mow on through this. Alrighty, let's just get to it. A lot of shit has happened. A lot of fucking shit has happened. Uh, last time we spoke was like talking about week seven, week eight happened. Uh, that, Deshaun Watson had that crazy game against the Raiders. He freaking got kicked in the face and still threw a touchdown on the same play. That was really ridiculous. Um, Drew came back from injury. Saints were doing well at the time. Hmm. Denver blew a lead to the Colts. Bears really sucked against the Chargers. Um, Kenyon Drink ended up going to the Cardinals in a trade. Leonard Williams moved to the Giants. Um, yeah, that was like the trade deadline week. Uh, Manuel Sanders ended up on the Niners. Uh, there was rumors that he apparently punched uh, Vic Fangio at some point uh, when he was on the Broncos. So uh, he's actually done well for the Niners so far. Michael Bennett also moved on from the Patriots over to the Cowboys. So uh, the dude with the tiniest shoulder pads in the NFL. Um, has been pretty damn vocal in this sort of time there uh, in Dallas. So trying to get in that rotation, make an impact, because he's pretty marginalized when he was over there in New England. Um, the crazy one, though, was uh, Akib Tlaib, uh Goes from the Rams to Miami for pick swap and a salary dump. Because what ended up happening um, is they got Jalen Ramsey. Um, the Rams did. And then they also, like, you know, traded Peters previously, too. So I guess that was all kind of in the works until he was like a little long in the tooth at this point. 
Oh, Mohamed Sanu went over to the Pets. Josh Gordon got released. Now he's on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, injuries. Carryon Johnson out for the year. At least most of it. Um, Lions are trying to get Devontae Freeman from the Falcons. That ended up happening. Quan uh, Alexander out for the year with torn pec muscle for the Niners. That was a pretty big blow earlier. The team's done pretty well to you know, make up for that. Uh, Flacco's done for the season with Denver. So long for that. Uh, they are on another dude, I think. Was it Brian Allen? Something like that. Allen number three. Um, Kyle Allen on the Panthers. Allen number two. Josh Allen on the Bills. Allen number one. So, yeah. Uh, but now they got that Drew Locke kid who just came off of uh, IR. I think he was a high draft pick for them. So, see how that, that goes. Trent Williams saga in Washington. That was kind of crazy. I think they trying to release him. Was some I don't know. Look into it. Uh, Wolf Fuller was hurt and now came back and then had some crate games and then has had some boo-boo games. So he is a uh, roll of the dice if you have him on fantasy, which I do. But when he's out there, he's a crazy big deep threat. So he pulls the defense away uh, for underneath routes at the very least. Um, yeah, talented dude. Fat-ass dreadlocks. Andy Dalton got benched on his birthday. Uh, on ten twenty nine, this agent was trying to get, um, looking at trades for him prior to the trade deadline, and then we got to week nine. Raiders ended up winning against Detroit. All three Allens ended up winning that week. Uh, Dolphins finally won. Flores got the Gatorade bath, his first win of his career. That was pretty crazy. Mm, Kobe Brissett hurt himself. Vinatieri missing kicks. Vikings did not do the Raiders a solid and beat the Chiefs. Very close, though. Um, yeah. Seahawks won over Tampa. Packers didn't show up. Chargers ended up winning. The Chargers had a weird little win streak in the middle of that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry were wearing funky-ass cleats during the game. Had to change up at halftime. Broncos ended up winning over the Browns. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the players ended up going off on Twitter. Gets cut from the team. Um, it was like talking mess. <laughs> and, yeah, it was gone. And that's it. And that's that. I think uh, somebody was saying he was horrible and he just started talking shit to fans. Never a good idea. Never a good idea. Uh, Baltimore ended up beating the Patriots, which was nice. Lamar, I think, might be the front runner for MVP at this moment. He's gonna. He's on pace to beat Mike Vick's single season rushing record if he hasn't done it already. Um, he might run for a thousand yards as a quarterback, and that's gonna be insane. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a rumor of Chargers going to London. I don't think that's gonna be happening. Uh, more injury news: Cam was put on IR. Is he done with the Panthers? I don't know. I don't know. Potentially, potentially gone. I know a few people who are Panthers fans, and I've had mixed reviews as to 
you know, some people just are through, done, get them out. And other people are like, you know, maybe one more. I don't know. Uh, let's see, week 10, Raiders had a come from behind win against the Chargers. It was amazing. Pashers did great. They called them salt and pepper. That's Cleveland Farrell and Max Crosby. They did amazing. Uh, Alec Ingold, one of my favorite players, scored his first touchdown on Spider 2 White Banana. Fake to the running back, out to the fullback in the flat. Eric Harris had two picks, one for a touchdown. Josh Jacobs had a game winner. O line did very well. Those are the highlights. There was a tons of plays that week where it was like close to being a fumble or an incomplete pass. There was like two in particular. I think the Rams were playing the Bears on one of them. They ended up screwing me over, but whatever. Whatever. Oh, yeah, that was the week that uh, maybe the game of the year, Seattle and San Francisco, they had an overtime game in Monday Night Football. That was really, really good. Up until, I mean, there was a couple kind of bonehead plays at the end, but it was exciting, very exciting. I was at the gym when that happened. I remember there was like six, seven people who was just like crowded around the TVs watching that when it happened. Ah, uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, Cap Capner got that that uh that workout which was moved around and you know, it was crazy. Nothing's really happened to it. Uh, following that, looks like he's still in shape, but like I don't know. We'll see what happens. Seemed like a big PR stunt. Some people were assuming that Jay-Z was like pulling strings to try to get um, Kaepernick that workout because it was like NFL was trying to put it together. Usually a team will put like a private workout together, but this was supposed to be in the public and then it got moved to a different facility. And yeah, I don't know. There was politics. He was wearing a Kunta Kente shirt, which I, I don't think is going to help his cause for uh, getting on a team. M- may move his cause socially and strengthen, uh, I guess, his constituents, his, the people who like him. Most definitely, people who would ride in a dime down for him. So, see what happens. All love to you, man. I hope something happens. I really do. Uh, NFL has negotiated a new uh, CBA agreement. Might move the schedule to 17 games. Make it three preseason. I don't know about that. Make every team have like a neutral home uh, site per year. So it'll be like the international games. And then, I don't know. Do some out there matchups. Maybe in colleges. Other locales. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Uh, let's see. Move over to week 11. Oh, yeah. There was a fight that happened between the Browns and the Steelers. That was crazy. Miles Garrett, at the end of the game, Browns were up. Didn't need to do nothing. Their best defender is trying to sack the quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who... Was on the struggle bus the whole game and for a little stretch there. He's, you know, 
get physical with him and push him to the ground. This other dude, like, retaliates and, like, you see him kind of jockey for the back of his helmet, Mason Rudolph, um, grabbing Miles Garrett's helmet. Because he's, like, on the ground. He's got the dude on top of him. Garrett reacts, goes for Rudolph's helmet, like, ripping for it, yanking back and forth, rips it off, is, like, has one hand on him, and swings and connects, hits him on the head with the helmet. Turned it into a weapon. Fucking crazy. It's, uh, I don't know if I've seen anybody connect with it like that. That was pretty fucking intense. That was crazy. Fight breaks out. Some other dudes come in, do their own little stomping and pushing and shoving. One dude pushed freaking uh, Rudolph down. We didn't even have a helmet. That dude got uh, suspended of like three games. Gary suspended indefinitely uh, for the end of the season, for sure. And I think some other dudes got fined. I want to say uh, Pouncey also got suspended a game for his. Uh, involvement, like, it was fucking a melee, it was crazy, right at the end of the game, it was like 11 seconds left, totally unnecessary, totally unnecessary, alright, moving on, uh, Vikings, they made a comeback, it's Broncos, that was nice to see, cause boo-boo to the Broncos, um, Ravens dominated the Texans, Baltimore looking more legit every week, they're something to be dealt with, really, especially in the playoffs, you figure they're like, Style of defense and offense is going to translate, or traditionally does. Do they have enough to get in the uh, done through the air? We'll see. That might be their Achilles heel, because they get it done with the tight ends and the running backs in the passing game a lot of times. So, a lot of play fakes and screens, and um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Pats outlasted the Eagles by barely, barely, barely. And then, oh, yeah, the, the aforementioned Raiders game. That was freaking fun. Uh, going with my family. We got the tailgate. That was cool. That was very cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, that was a good experience. My godparents, cousin, um, other cousin, other cousin, other cousin, and another cousin <laughs> were all there. Along with my dad. And, yeah, that was a fun-ass time. Some of us had a little too much. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, Bengals are on the struggle bus, most definitely. Moving forward, Phil Rivers gives the game to Kansas City, throwing a bunch of picks. Played that one in Mexico City. Chiefs are just like sneaking, sneaking through with wins, or got through a couple of them that could have gone out of the way. So frustrating, very frustrating. Because in week eleven, Raiders did not end up showing up. Went to New York and just got blown the fuck out by Sam Darnold of all teams. Didn't he, they just rested the starters for the the fourth quarter? Didn't even play them. Just pitiful. Didn't need to. Like they just did not show up. I don't know what they could say. The travel or whatnot. Conditions weren't ideal, but they gotta just 
you know, step up, step it up, man. It was offensive line couldn't read the defense in that game. It was they were very perplexed. Jamal Adams really good, but like they would like step up, have a bunch of guys on the line, and the Raiders could not figure out who the hell uh, to block and who was coming, who wasn't, and all the different stunts and everything. It was frustrating. That that was a frustrating ass game. I think it was like thirty four three, some nasty score. Um, Frank Gore now on the Bills ended up passing Barry Sanders for third all time on the rushing list. Somebody who you'd be like, really? That fool? But just being consistent, it's knocking 1,000 to 1,300 yards every season. We'll get you there if you, you know, play 14 years, I guess. I, I think that's where he's at, 15 years. Uh, Moving forward. Oh, yeah. So hats off to Frank Gore. Mostly... Doing it with the Niners, bouncing around a little bit at the end. Miami, Indy, going from place to place. Uh, Saints ended up escaping a win with over the Panthers. That was a missed field goal by Carolina that ended up doing them in, if I remember correctly. Saints are are up there. They're doing the damn thing, too. I think they have 10 wins now. Steelers ended up getting a win. They stay alive for the wild card. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. There's another team that's just like eking out wins, doing it with their defense, man. Doing it with their defense. And it's it's one of the teams that's in contention there, right there with the Raiders. They're just uh, so close, so close. What the hell was the score on that one? 16-10 over the Bengals. A team that's... Doesn't have a win. I mean, that was a close close score for the Raiders too. So, I guess it's fair. They're both around the same, the same, uh, same caliber of teams. All right, moving forward, Seattle ended up beating up on Philly. That uh, Seahawks team's looking mighty. Mighty Potence. They won 17 to 9. They could have had a couple scores. A couple drops is what they had for touchdowns. So, a couple I remember in particular. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Redskins got a win, but biggest story in that game is uh, Haskins. A quarterback at Ohio State that they've drafted. Thought the game was over. There was like three seconds left. Some dude got an interception to basically seal it. He was on the sideline with the fan, with grabbing their phone, taking a freaking selfie, posing and yucking it up. Case Keenum had to go up on the field and go and take the, the final snap to do the, the victory formation. But that's... Uh, not too professional, I'd say. Homie fucked up. <laughs> that was crazy. I don't know if uh, he's been reprimanded or any of that shit, but that was pretty out there. Don't see that happen all the time. And uh, let's see, Titans route the Jags stay alive for the wild card too. Derrick Henry and his long ass raccoon looking raccoon tail looking dreadlocks is running rush out over the league again, man. He bust these long ass touchdowns like more often than 
I don't know how many other running backs in the NFL currently. Being a huge dude, it's like surprising how freaking fast, top end speed he can pick up. So he can like run a dude over and then just like keep bowing, like you know, then just run past a couple of DBs for like thirty yards, easy. You see it, you see it happen over and over again. Feels like uh, instant replay. And just like over and over, Jags ended up, you know, kind of fading down the stretch here. This was with Nick Foles coming back too, if I remember correctly. He played all right the week prior. I want to say that was over Indy, but uh, this game over the Titans, not so much, not so much. Pats ended up holding off the Cowboys. Jerry Jones got frustrated in the postgame, made some comments or whatever. And people were rumored to say, okay, is Jason Garrett, the head coach, going to get fired now? But that dude's been there for 10 years at this point. That's kind of crazy. 10 years. That's a long time. Long time. Long time for the clapper. So we'll see. They said... If they're going to make a change, it's going to happen at the end of the season. Which was kind of my assumption. That seemed to make the most sense. That team's still in the, in the playoff hunt. Which is kind of crazy. Damn near right 500. Just them and the Eagles. Just Who's going to suck the least? <laughs> Nine wins. Maybe eight wins that division. That's how best board's been. All right, Niners ended up dominating the Packers. Niners' defense is really, really legit. I ain't going to lie. That was the marquee matchup, and didn't really live up to the hype. The Packers couldn't stop the run, and they couldn't get the pass going. And that's what it seemed like. The Devontae Adams had, like, one big play, if I remember. And was kind of held in check after that. So that kind of dropped them, made them closer to losing the division to the Vikings. I think they were tied going into the weekend, into this weekend. So this weekend had the, obviously, Thanksgiving. So I'm going to say thank you to everybody who I, I, I kicked it with this Thanksgiving weekend, all my family. Shout out to my cousin Rudy for bringing the, the the Johnny Walker. That was delicious. That was awesome. Got uh, pleasantly sauce. Had a lot of uh, different, uh, you know, Mexican Thanksgiving staples on my plate. Had some green, green bean, a little bit of green beans. Uh, less the casserole style, but. Uh, um, what else? A lot of pies, turkey. Obviously, we do it with mole. We put mole on the turkey. Let's get a little bit of rice, a little bit of beans. Um, yeah, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. What else? What else was on the plates? No ham this year. I was uh, a little disappointed at that. I really, really wanted some ham. Yeah, we were at uh, my aunt, uh, my aunt Lulu's house. On my dad's side of the family. So, shout out to them for hosting. Had a good one. Uh, what else? 
all the pies I had. Oof, so good, so 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 good. I had some uh, te de limon that my mom had. It's lemongrass tea, and yeah, put some tequila up in that or some whiskey. What did I have? Tequila? No, that was yeah, tequila. I put tequila in that. That was really good, tasty, good chaser. Keeps you warm too, double warm. Keeps you all insulated on this side. Good ass shit. Gets you pleasantly sauced. Uh, what did I have? Pecan pie, pecan, pecan. Uh, pumpkin pie, some apple pie. Oh yeah, the cornbread was really good. And some spicy cornbread. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh yeah, tres leches, some flan. Did it all, did it up. Family's all singing, getting all drunk and stuff. So that's how you know, doing the karaoke's. We had a good one. One of the problems though is like I could be telling my family I do comedy and stuff, and then everybody asking me to do jokes. That was uh, a little annoying. I did do some, run some. Uh, some might be material out there to see what's uh what was hitting or not. A couple people liked it, a couple people it was just like, ah, whatever. So gotta work on it. It is what it is. Also not the necessarily the best situation as I was uh getting a little shwasted. Um also shout out to my primo Rudy, hooking it up, hitting that little vape pen outside. <laughs> it was pretty funny. We're all talking about like how every year we get closer and closer to like the main <laughs> indoors and like the main uh, main table in terms of us just going outside and smoking on Thanksgiving. That was pretty funny. It's like give us ten years and we'll be like just doing it like right inside. <laughs> you gotta have some of the kids to get older, be chill. <laughs> Anywho, it's jokes, folks. It's jokes. Uh, yeah, there was Thanksgiving football, though. That's what happened. And I'll tell you what the scores were. Uh, maybe not now. Maybe not ever. I don't know. What? Uh, oh, here they are. Oh yeah, that was the Bears over Lions, twenty-four twenty. I swear, Lions every year be losing on Thanksgiving. It's like this is your tradition. It's fucking up a holiday for like everybody in Detroit, but uh, it's, if you want, they want. That's what they want. I don't know. Some for it's, I don't know. Good for y'all. Good for y'all. Have it. Bears suck. Super mediocre this year. Trubisky. Ugh, they're six and six, and but they're third in their division. The Bills showed out against the Cowboys, though. Cowboys did not show up. Bills' defense is uh, not to be trifled with. They are 9-3. and three. They won 26-15. Uh, what's his face? Josh Allen. That dude can move. He's not afraid to take a hit, either. Had a one touchdown throwing, one touchdown running. Had 43 yards on the ground. Not too bad. 29-yarder for his long one. 
And then to close things out, Saints 26, Falcons 18. Uh, Young Hui Ku had a very interesting night. Missed a couple field goals and PATs, but then also got a couple onside kicks to go in a row. He had, he had one taken back because of penalty that they actually recovered, and then he got two that they recovered and they kept back-to-back, which was kind of kind of unprecedented for this season because they changed the uh, onside kick rules in the NFL, which is like kind of annoying because the likelihood of people getting an onside kick has gone down tremendously because of it. So you got these kickers trying to be all creative in like how they do it now. So I've seen the dudes just like aim and kick the football directly at somebody to like deflect it off of them. I've seen them roll it towards a particular person. I've seen them do the surprise on side where they just got to, they pop it up in the air and some dude runs underneath it and grabs it about past 10 yards which is, like, legal. So there's a couple different ways you kind of can do it. I've seen people try to fake one way and go the other way because you have to keep the even amount of uh, players on each side. I don't know if I like that one. I've seen the kicker kick it forward and hope that uh, him or his teammates, like, next to him, can go pick it up. I don't know. There's a bunch of it. But people have gotten like creative besides the traditional bounce it down on the on the, the turf, have it pop up, go uh try to knock it out of the other team's hands or grab it yourself type of technique, which is uh like the one in Madden, the one everybody knows. That kind of shit. Alright. Uh where was I? What other games happened? Oh, freaking Raiders didn't even show up again against Kansas City. This dude, Derek Carr, cannot win in Kansas City. He's like 0, 0 for 9 or now, or like 0 for 8, something. Something really nasty. Not not a great record. They lost 40 to 9 today, or yesterday. 40 to 9. That is just a slaughtering. I had to go leave back to the airport and everything. I didn't even watch the second half. Thank goodness. They were just like putting up points galore on them. It was not fun to watch. Let's see what else happened. Oh, Darius Geis had a big game for the Redskins against the Panthers, 29-21. They won Panthers. They've been fading. Caffrey can only do so much, I guess. Oh, Bengals got the first win of this season, 22-6 to over the Jets. So, yeah, Jets blow up against the Raiders and then are, don't do nothing against the winless Bengals. Football, man. What the hell? All right, Tennessee coming on strong, 31-17. Tannehill not looking too bad, doing well for them. Colts been fading. That's uh, one team going one way, one team going the other. Brissett doesn't look healthy. He's kind of out there on a bum leg. Doing what he can. But no Marlon Mack at the moment. T.Y.'s been in and out of the lineup. It's been tough. It's been tough for Indy. 
Uh, team had promise earlier in the season. You know, maybe coming down to earth a little. Injuries always suck, but it is what it is, man. All right, Niners 17, Ravens 20. That was maybe the game of the day. Uh, Justin Tucker hit like a 45 or 50-yarder to win it in the torrential downpour is what it was. It was raining all day. The conditions were not very good. Lamar did his fucking duty, though. Threw for a touchdown, ran for another touchdown. And that was like a sneak. They were able to match the ball down the the Niners' throat at times and kind of control tempo, but Niners kind of did the same thing. It was a very interesting ball game. I would have liked to see um, them play maybe without such uh, crazy conditions, but it is what it is. You can't control it. But Ravens 20, Niners 17, that was a good game. Uh, Buccaneers 28, Jags Jags, uh, 11. Got to bring up this game because... Nick Foles got benched for the second half for Gardner Minshew. And the Jags looked kind of lively with him out there. Dancing around, dodging defenders, juking people out, throwing jump balls to his receivers. He gave him a chance, and now he's going to be the starter for the rest of the year, which is uh, very interesting. Very ballsy for the Jags to do this, too. Foles did not look good. Like, he did, he did not... Like, he'd have looked all right in those other appearances, but that game, no, nah, it wasn't It wasn't happening. They gave him a lot of money in the offseason, and I guess it's a good problem to have. He got supplanted by his backup, but you hate to have all that money tied up to the backup. So does he get traded? Do they trade Minshew? Try to you know give it back to Foles for one more one more try? Do they bring them both back and see see what happens? I don't know. I don't know. I think they got some assets in the Jalen Ramsey trade, so they gotta draft one in the next few seasons, build up that roster, compete in their AFC South division. We'll see. We'll see if they can do that. Dolphins get another win. Eagles get another loss. 37-31. Dolphins are 3-9. Eagles are 5-7, but still not done in the AFC East. The AFC least this season. They are looking boo-boo. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Because the Cowboys right now are only 6-6. Can the Eagles go out? I mean, or win out? Who do they have? Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. They can they can go. They can win out. It's possible. It's within the realm of possibility. And with that, that means the Cowboys could lose out. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Or, I mean, they could win out and then just lose for the Eagles and that could just be it. Who knows? Who knows? That's why they play the games. Just trying to give you a little bit of an early playoff look. Uh, Packers, they cement their playoff positioning 31-13. They're now 9-3, first in the north, above the Vikings of Minnesota. 
Steelers 20, Browns 13 in a rematch. As I mentioned, the ones, the guys that were throwing haymakers. Steelers actually had their backups back up in the game. This dude, Duck, they call him Devlin, a.k.a. Duck Hodges, because he was like a duck whistler. Uh, I think we talked about him prior on the show, but, uh, yeah, he's back in the game and doing a lot better than uh, the aforementioned Mason Rudolph that the guy was hit by his own helmet in the head. Wasn't in the concussion protocol. So (laughs) what are we doing? He was struggling, though. So Steelers fucking... Don't go away. They are 7-5 and five now. They have passed Oakland for a wild card spot. Currently as it stands. I think they're three games back of Baltimore. So that's going to be hard to, to catch them at this point in the season. But that wild card is right there. Mm. Yeah, because New England's got their sewed up. But then the Bills. The Bills have nine wins already. They damn near got their so the you know, their playoff spot you know locked up. So it's, it's the sixth spot that's really up for grabs. And Oakland, this last two weeks, just really dropping the ball. I understand losing, but, like, not even showing up. Frustrating. Frustrating. Oh, man. Uh, then we moved on to the Rams and Cardinals, 34-7, Rams stomping, are they still alive, can they do anything, who the fuck knows, they're third in their division, but NFC's tough, uh, uh two teams that I don't really care about, Broncos 23-20 over the Chargers, and yeah, Drew Locke threw some touchdowns, I'm pissed off Sutton, caught a bunch of them though. And then the night game, the Texans ended up being the Patriots. That was a, a nice surprise. I watched uh, half of it at the bar prior to my flight leaving. Also, LAX, man, craziness at uh, the Uber pickup. That was insane. I uh, kind of didn't know what to expect, but it was it was crazy for the holidays. I'm not going to lie. Oh, man, frustrating because... I uh, left my car not too far at my job, the other side of the freeway, and then tried to come back over and, you know, take like a quick Uber right over from the airport and then just drive home. Little that I know, it was going to be, it was like a 45 minute wait for me to get my Uber from when I called it. And that shit was frustrating as hell. Long ass lines. So yeah, I was thinking, all right, might have a chance to go do some comedy at the end of the night, but fuck no, barely got a chance to go home and sleep, get some food, go to work today. That's what I did. And yeah, got to pay the bills, man. Got to pay the bills. Uh, And then tonight, yeah, at 37.30, Seahawks over the Vikings. That was pretty interesting matchup I got a chance to watch chunks of it and man Russ Russ just he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing man he calling the good the 
the right plays, the right protections. Now they're sharing the rock with Carson and Penny, which is a pretty solid one, too. It's very frustrating as a Chris Carson fantasy owner in one of my teams. When he was more of the bell cow, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. But now Seahawks have more of a diverse offense. I understand that they can uh, attack against certain teams more with the pass catcher out of the backfield. So I get it. I get it. But also, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So Seattle, yeah, they're looking like they're going to be right there for a playoff position because they're a 10-2 tied with the Niners so whoever loses that division is gonna more than likely pick up a playoff spot they just gotta go on the road they gotta be a five seed it's kind of the sad part about it but hey win your division Seahawks have the tiebreaker currently I think I want to say they play each other coming up actually now at the end of the season week 17 so that can determine some stuff. Most indefinitely. Yeah. Raiders are the second team on the outside looking in. So Tennessee and Pittsburgh are ahead of the Raiders right now. On the AFC side, Colts are still tied with them at 6-6 six and six record. Browns are one and below at 5-7. And, and I think everybody else is like, sorry. I don't think most likely it's going to happen. You got to get more than eight wins. Raiders have to win at least three out of this four to get to give themselves a chance. Because the Steelers, they're seven and five, and they're gonna play Cardinals in Arizona. They gotta get a chance at winning that one. They are gonna play the Buffalo Bills. I'm gonna give the Bills a very good chance of taking that one down. So they might not get that one. They'll play the at the Jets. I'll I'll give them that one. Their defense should be able to travel. And then they play at Baltimore, which Baltimore might not need it. They might still be battling the Patriots, though, for seeding purposes. I hope that's the case. It's also championship week in my fantasy team, and I hope it'll be there. Um... But regardless, for playoff positionings, I would need the Ravens to beat the Steelers. That could be the last game of the season that determines everything. Let's look at the Titans and see who they have coming up. Biggest one, though, in the Black Hole at Oakland next weekend. That's going to determine a lot. The Raiders win this game. They're right fucking there. They are... You know, knocking. Things need to break right for them, and they got to finish. But Tennessee wins this game. They have an even better chance because they'd be at eight wins. Raiders only would be at seven. So that game next week, that's a doozy. That'll be a big one. But yeah, Titans, following that game, they go back home, play Houston. That's no slouch. Then they play New Orleans. They're no slouch either. They're going to be still battling for playoff positioning. They want to get the number one overall seed so they don't have to leave the the the, uh, the Superdome. 
They want to stay inside. They ain't trying to play in no rain. And they play at Houston. So even if they get one of those Texan wins, I don't know if they're getting that Saints victory. You know what I'm saying? They very well could, but those are three tough games following that Raider game. I hope the Raiders bring it. I really fucking do. Because left on their schedule, the aforementioned Titans got to stop that running game. Derrick Henry is scary. Tannehill is actually playing competent. Picking up first downs with his legs. Doing what he needs to. Ah, they play Jacksonville. They're kind of fading. We'll see. Got to get pressure on Gardner. And then home game at the Chargers. That's what I call the L.A. Special. And then they play at Denver. That at Denver game is going to be a lot harder than people anticipate. They're going to need at least three of these wins. Now, if they lose to Tennessee, it's going to be damn near impossible to try to catch them and the Steelers. Let's see who the Colts have. The Colts have been kind of fading recently, but uh, took two losses in a row. Four out of five. Uh, At Tampa, at New Orleans, versus Carolina, at Jacksonville. So, New Orleans maybe versus Carolina? Might be challenging there. I don't Tamp Tampa can never count out. They 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 have a good offense. They put up points. Jameis could throw it to your team. It's just a matter of if your DBs catch the ball. And but he does throw to his team a lot too, so <laughs> if you get Jameis three fumble game, then you know, they got a chance to snatch that victory next week. But if not, then who knows, man? Who knows? Who be knowing, man? So, yeah, that's uh, the football outlook as we see it. That was another, like, 40-some-odd minutes on the topic. Um, I'll go through some a few few other things that happened. Oh, yeah. Arizona Cardinals DB. Uh, what's this fool? I think James Shaw. James Shaw got suspended. Through at least 2020 for gambling on football games in Las Vegas. He apparently had a parlay that included the Arizona Cardinals on it. He didn't even win the bet. But he's on injured reserve for the rest of the season. He was out in Vegas with some homies. And he decided to put a few bucks. Not even a lot. He's going to get suspended over like $20 because he fucking put a bet in. Also, that's very dumb. You could have just had some of your friends just put in the bet for you. That's very fucking, like, that's stupid. He's just he's not going to be able to fucking do his job for a year and a half because this dude's got a gambling problem, I guess. I don't fucking know. Fucked up one time. Maybe he was fucked up. Walked past the, the sports book and just said, screw it. He didn't even, like, change his occupation of what he put in when he registered to, to put the, the the bet in. He put, like, football, professional football players as, like, occupation. Like, like dog, what are you doing? So, yeah, that, that news came out. That was kind of surprising. First time in forever that somebody's got suspended for betting on their own 
sport, I guess. Not the game they were playing, per se. But, yeah. People gotta be smarter than that shit. <laughs> I'm concerned, like, some... Them Raiders gonna do something stupid like that. You know, actually playing and living and working in Vegas, that would be different. Different environment. You're just right there. Somebody might slip up one day. It's a possibility. I don't know. Also, another news outside of uh, football. Terrell Pryor. This dude, former quarterback slash wide receiver in the NFL. Last was on the Jaguars in training camp. Didn't, didn't quite make it. This dude got stabbed in the chest and the shoulder by some chick in Pittsburgh. It's his hometown. Up in his apartment. And he was in critical condition, but they ended up, eventually ended up stabilizing him. So I think he's doing okay. I think he's recovering now. But damn, yeah, apparently they got into some altercation. They were like, he had assaulted her too or something. They So I don't know what the hell happened, but this chick ended up stabbing the dude. So, yeah, he ain't definitely playing quarterback now. <laughs> so we'll see if he can ever just like, you know... Gets a full recovery. That's uh, that's some serious stuff. We'll uh, give you any breaking news on that as uh, it happens. But yeah, I don't know really what to say else besides that. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, one the one college thing I'll say. There's a couple things that happen. LSU looks like they're doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, a couple of big wins last in, uh, in the last two weeks. Uh, but, yeah, Ole Miss, also in the SEC, they lost the game against Mississippi State. The Egg Bulls, they called it down there. The interstate rivalry. They lost that game uh, because this is, how, this is how it broke down pretty much at the end. They're down a touchdown. They throw a touchdown pass with a couple seconds left in the game. And... The guy catches it. He like makes like a diving kind of catch. He falls, uh, you know, kind of to the ground, kind of like belly flops it. He gets up on his knees and starts moving, kind of like uh, bear crawling a little bit. Well, not bear crawling, but like on his knees and elbows, like uh, he's moving like a dog or whatever. Goes over towards like kind of where the official is, like does like a couple like waddles. And then lifts his leg up as if like he's like peeing like a dog. <laughs> Does it semi in the direction of the referee. The referee throws a flag for like excessive celebration. So now they, they just need to kick the extra point and they're going to go to overtime. So they move the PAT back. The They snap the ball. Kick goes up. Kicker pushes it wide. They lose the game. Basically because this dude celebrated as if he was a dog pissing on a tree. So... Yeah, that shit happened. That was kind of fucking crazy. It was like, holy shit, this is really going to happen. And yep, it really did. So, something you can tell your kids about. Um, some dude lost the game because he wanted to piss like a dog. That's pretty much it. Uh, shit, what else here? What else? What else? What else? Um, I'm going to have to get to a lot of this other shit in another time. Um, we'll breeze through some soccer news. Let's do that real quick. 
Uh, when I was in Vegas, man, there at Chelsea and Ajax, they had a crazy game in the Champions League. Go look that shit up. That was kind of insane in the membrane. A lot of cards. Uh, Bulgaria, they had a racial abuse against England. Their English national team has been getting a lot of racial abuse in like other parts of Europe. Uh, so yeah, Bulgaria's gonna play, pay a small fine and pay play in front of an empty stadium. Some people think it's not enough. Uh, moving on to the professional world of uh, <laughs> uh, racial abuse, uh, Roma fans pa- apparently were throwing racial slurs at uh, Sampdoria's uh, Vieira. Uh, don't remember exact details on this one. Let's see. Trent Alexander-Arnold for Liverpool was a victim of racial abuse as well uh, from a Man United fan who ended up being banned for life, which was, I think, appropriate uh, response there in England. Uh, more news. Oh, yeah, Balotelli. Uh, Mario Balotelli. He's on Brescia now, which is in his, uh, his hometown area. Uh, kicked the ball in the stands versus Hellas Verona after they had some racial abuse. Uh, there was a follow-up news to that that the Hellas Verona's ultras were supporting, getting support from Brescia's ultras, which is like, what the fuck? Basically, Balotelli got real pissed off, and they fired the manager over the incident. They had this uh, uh, backup, I think it was Grosso. That was his name. He was uh, a member of the Italian World Cup squad in 2006, if I'm dating myself correctly. And he got into a tiff with Balotelli, saying Balotelli didn't work hard enough, and Balotelli apparently stormed off from uh, their training session, just left up and went home. So then this Grosso dude in three matches gets fired. So Brescia, they're up on the crazy turmoil. So moving forward, uh, Serie A teams, they wrote a letter against racism denouncing all this shit that I basically just outlined there was also some other incidences uh uh Colobola, I think on Napoli also Moise Keane on Juve yeah man some of the black players who play in Italy they just be taking it rough it's tough I uh mm. you hope it uh it ends man Stupid monkey joint chants and banana tosses and all that shit. Fucking dumb. Fucking dumb. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, there's a picture of uh, Origi from Liverpool. He was naked next to the Champions League trophy over one of their matches. I think it was Jink. Uh, yeah, Liverpool's like, nah, son, don't do that shit. <laughs> they they can quote unquote condemned it. I guess I don't know. Um, over to Sweden, Malmo, which was the boyhood club of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, or one of the teams that he played for. You know, in his youth, they set the statue that's in front of the the stadium on fire. I saw a video of it and pictures. This was this shit was real because. Uh, it got reported this weekend that he was investing in the rival team in the city called Hammerby. So like they're like this motherfucking trader. Like we don't uh, we don't think of him as a football player. Think of him as an investor for the other team. Like this fool owns a quarter of the team apparently. So 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a lot to um, I get the business decision, but mm, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's a rough one. Some people don't care. They go for it. All right, Liverpool three or one over Man City this last weekend. Also, that was two weeks. Was it two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? That was a bit, it's been a minute. These are old. These are fucking old. Uh, moving forward. Oh yeah, yeah. This was like freaking three or four weeks ago, because there was an international break, and on that international break, the English national team had some training camps, and they had apparently Raheem Sterling uh, assaulting or attacking Joe Gomez. They had a they got into it a little bit in the uh, Premier League match that happened like two days prior, and Sterling wasn't having it. Apparently, he grabbed. Gomez scratched his neck up or his face up or something. I don't remember. It wasn't ended up being nothing. They both were like, yeah, we're chilling now. We're chilling. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tottenham, they made a change at their managerial position. Out goes Mauricio Pochettino, who had did very well for himself these last few seasons, getting that team into contention and rising up the ranks, building a talented squad. But this season, they were disappointing. Very, very, so, very much so. Uh, in the Champions League and especially in the Premier League, they were not picking up points like they needed to. In comes a surprise manager, Jose Mourinho, taking over for a third different club in the Premier League. Former Chelsea manager two different times. Former Man U manager most recently now. Moving over to London and actually he's had a good success. I want to say this team's won three in a row. At least two. Picking up points like they need to. And now they're moving up the the rankings. They still got very talented players. And who knows? It seems like they're playing counterattack style, but they're a- attacking more. Uh, it seems to suit their skill set a bit. Get them out on the, uh, the breaks. You got Son, Harry Kane, Deli Ali, uh, is it Dembele, Sissoko? No, Musa Sissoko. One of, one of the Musas. Uh, yeah, these dudes can, can get out and move. So we'll see how that does for them. Oh, here's a new story that I read. A Glasgow University study says ex-footballers three and a half times as likely to die from neurodegenerative diseases than the general population, but less likely to die from other common causes, uh, diseases, I should say. So that means it's usually the repetitive, like the heading of the ball into the goal and like clearing the ball and all that stuff, taking deflections off of uh, set pieces, uh, sometimes errant passes get deflected off your head and stuff like that. So all that repetitive trauma leads uh, to some uh, likelihood of, you know, neurodegenerative brain diseases. So that's uh, something to keep in mind. A lot of people say, yeah, you want to, you know, put your kid in soccer because it's less dangerous than, fo- than uh, American football, but then. You forget to account about the headers, especially for young girls too. Don't have really strong development. Yeah, next yet, they should very much learn how to uh, chest the ball and kind of control that um, if they can't. 
especially at a young age. You got to be careful with that. All right. Let's do some more fight news, and then we're going to wrap this shit up. All righty. Cool, cool. UFC 244 happened uh, since the last uh, touchdown. Nate Diaz fought Jorge Masvidal for the baddest motherfucker belt. The Rock came out and gave the belt out, uh, unfortunately, to Masvidal. Credit to him. They stopped the fight after three rounds. Nate had a big old gash above his eye that they were not going to let continue to get pounded, which was unfortunate because it looked like Nate still had a a lot in the tank and was going to start bringing it, especially in that third round. He was going to, you know, do his thing. That's kind of what he he plans. He plans on bringing the heat kind of later in the fight, which not every fighter is prepared for. Masvidal looked like he was ready, though. So shout out to him. We'll see what happens to Nate. Uh, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this Nate Diaz impression on stage, but I'm going to keep rolling with it. Maybe forever. Who knows? So now freaking Nick Diaz is talking about he wants to fight Masvidal now. Nick hasn't fought in a few years. I think five years now. It's um, It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, damn, old ass news. Uh, This fool Greg Hardy, the dude who was like the ex, uh, ex-football player. This guy got dequalified from a fight because he was using his asthma inhaler in between rounds uh, a couple weeks back. It kind of sucks. I feel for him. I grew up with asthma, so I know. But, like, you got to know the rules, man. You got to take it before the fight, not during it. That's, like, a direct advantage. I, I would know. Uh, it's not technically supposed to be used for that fast acting, but, like, it'll it'll calm your, your bronchioles down. Because they'll be on fire when you're in the middle of doing something like crazy, especially like a fight, an actual fight, fisticuffs, all that shit, crazy, so yeah, he got DQ'd, but then he was just like, yo man, I want to make it up to the UFC, I want to fight again, so Junior Dos Santos ended up getting a bacterial infection in his leg, he was scheduled to fight this dude, uh, Volkov, in uh, in Russia, so Greg Hardy was like, alright, I'll put my hand up, I'll, I'll fight him. Oh no, it was in it was in, in uh, This one was in Brazil maybe, I wanna say. Uh anyway, Hardy fought uh pretty valiantly in that fight on short lotus. I think it was like three weeks and did take a loss. Didn't look too bad, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Looks like some of his skills are kind of coming together. Seemed to be a little bit more patient. Was a little, little bit more measured with his uh, his style of fighting. Just couldn't get uh, the job done. That Volkov dude was pretty talented. Big, big boy. Real, real, uh, real long arms. Uh, and then like the big fight, Zabit versus uh, Connor, Canner, Canner, K A N N E R. Them fools had a slugfest out in Russia. That fool is a beat. He's a uh, what do they call him? Violent, violent Abe Lincoln. That dude got a big old beard and big old poofy hair, just like that fool. But it's a beat, man. That dude is uh, that dude's something else. That dude's somebody to to look out for in the future of MMA, because uh, mm, 
he is like super lanky. Super lanky. Zavit Magomed Sharipov. Um, yeah, let's see. What was his last fight? He's 18-1. Calvin Cater. That's his full name. Calvin Cater. In Moscow. Yeah, that Hardy fought on that one. That's where Volkov fought him. That makes sense. Let's see this fool. Beat him in three rounds. It's only a three round fight. They could have made it a five round. So I was kind of disappointed. That fool is a beat. He just. It, it, that's his like knock on him is that he just doesn't fight deep into fights. He just doesn't have cardio. That cater good though. Dude was. Uh, was game. Kept coming forward, but. Didn't have, have enough, ultimately. This beat dude is talented, so we'll see what he could do moving uh, forward in his career because he's going to get one of these dudes that's uh, got all this uh, this cardio, that pressure, with a little bit more talent and going to get lucky and going to catch a couple punches. It's kind of what happens. It's too much to, to cover in that MMA fight world. It's kind of kind of crazy. All right, a couple fights coming up. They just announced Conor McGregor going to be fighting Donald Cowboy Cerrone January 18th in Las Vegas. It's the return of Conor. Is Cowboy a stepping stone? Or is he going to step up and put Notorious away? We'll see what's going to happen. That's That will be exciting. Three months later, though, for the belt on the line at 155 pounds. Khabib Nurgaman, Nurgama, <laughs> oh my god, Nurmagomedov. I'm getting my vowels all my f- motherfucking mixed up. He's gonna be fighting Tony El Kukui Ferguson. This is gonna be the fourth time they're gonna put, try to put this fight together. This is gonna be on f- in Brooklyn, April 18th. So we got a few months to wait on this. Put it on ice. I mean, we've talked about this. They've tried this, run this back three other times prior. One time one dude got hurt, the other time the other guy got hurt, and then a crazy stupid ACL tear for Ferguson that he's been coming back and so won his last couple of fights. Can't complain. Did well. Looks like he's back to his normal self. And yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, moving forward. Deontay Wilder, how about his fight against Luis Ortiz? He had that crazy one-punch knockout. Holy crap. He was losing the fight his first six rounds. And then with nine, with 11 seconds left, catches his full, oh, bam, with one right hand. Hits him square on the top of the head, and you could just see all the sweat and the soul leave him. It was insane. He fell. They say he collapsed in pieces, like just one part and then another part of his body. <laughs> and... He just, like, hit the off switch. Just turned out the lights. Knocked that fool down. He just turned around. He knew he had him. Ortiz, he couldn't got, he couldn't get up. He was stumbling to try to get up. Couldn't beat the count. And they called it. One punch, man. That's all it takes for him to win a fight. And it's insane. He is, like, super skinny, scooper linky. 
it just puts dudes to sleep, puts them to bed. Fucking insane. So Deontay did his work, got his re, uh, gave the rematch to Ortiz. Only dude to ever knock him down in a fight. People were saying it was gonna be a scary fight for uh, for Wilder. There were moments Ortiz was controlling him with the jab, never really putting too much damage on on uh, on Wilder there. But yeah, that uh, will now set up Wild versus Fury two officially set for February twenty second. Put that one on your calendar. Also, waiting for the big piece de resistance, Andy Ruiz Jr. taking on Anthony Joshua. That's gonna be a fucking bloodbath. That is coming up this Saturday, December the 7th. Definitely go try to watch that, however you can. If Ruiz gets it, you got to say he should be in line to face the winner of uh, that rematch that's going to happen between uh, Fury and Wilder, so... It's kind of like a little tournament that's happening. Joshua wins. Do they go to the third fight? Do they put that one on ice? Does Joshua try to fight one of these other dudes? You know, if whoever loses, do they want to fight maybe the loser of the Ruiz-Joshua fight? If it's Ruiz, maybe. If Joshua loses, though, that loses some luster. I would say. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, permutation, permutations from uh, different fights that could happen between those four uh, that are kind of in talk. So we got to see what happens this weekend. That's like one, one of those dominoes that has to fall. The other one happened with the Wilder knockout. Now we need to see what happens here. All right? ID, ID. Um, yeah, I had one more baseball story just to, on the way out. This picture, Sam Dyson got investigated for Major League Baseball for domestic violence. After his ex-girlfriend apparently suggested it on an Instagram post. But not on her personal Instagram page. It was through her cat's Instagram account. People have so many damn pet accounts. It's crazy. But yeah, so people like to be... I'll play their make-believe and whatever and start putting captions as if it's coming from the animal itself so that's what this lady did who apparently runs it was talking about all these different times and how he got through bad treatment insinuating that the uh this pitcher sam dyson was uh not treating his woman exactly how he should which is a very dis uh, unfortunate thing but this is just like crazy that this lady didn't outright say it or like um it didn't come from a direct source it's like the pet's instagram that's a fucking 2019 ass story if i've ever seen one myself uh so yeah that's uh currently being investigated so we'll let that one lie I'll let you know any news developments that may come from that so We'll just uh, wrap it up right here. Put this out tomorrow. It is, uh, yeah, December 2nd. 
Um, yeah, man. Gonna have my cousins in town this week. That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Uh, wanted to do some podcasts back home in Thanksgiving, but didn't get the time. Slash, I got lazy. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. I get to them when I get to them. Hence why you listen to this shit, right? Right, all ten of y'all. What's up? I appreciate it. We we went back to the black hole, got that W, but W's been drying up uh, for the Raiders recently. Not cool. Uh, let me see if I can get you out on another classic. Uh, as always, please follow along, rate, review, subscribe, follow, tag, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts, tune in, Stitcher, we on all those platforms, so tune in pretty much wherever you can get your podcasts, and yeah, I am, uh, the Instagram page for the show is at the T-H-E, Puro, P-U-R-O, Caballero, C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O, show, S-H-O-W, at the Puro Caballero Show. No spaces. Alright. 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 My accounts. Uh, Twitter ain't really doing much recently. But I am there also. As well on Instagram. I'm there daily. You can follow me at Puro Caballero. P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. For you gringos. Now. Uh, we'll sign off. This has been episode 67. We'll give you some more Sam Spence. This is a classic battle. All right. So uh, football is getting cold, man. It's uh, that time of the year. We'll give you some some political news uh, and world news pretty much as uh, on the next episode. I promise. I promise. All right. That's my gift to you guys. Okay. We'll go to conspiracy theory. We'll go full 10 hat, 10 full hat. All right. All right, until next time, I'm out. Later. Peace.